All right. And welcome to this special episode of Real Estate Fight Club. This is called What Would You Do? Where we talk about professional standards, committee and ethics, violations and cases. And today we're going to talk about highest and best. And with me is Jim Camarada. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jennifer, how you doing today? I don't know. I'm interested to talk about this. So can you create some context for us about like, yeah, like what can happen? And then let's talk and see if it's a violation. Yeah, yeah. Well, no specific case uh, today. Um, but there have been a number of instances and questions in my office about um, when do you call for highest and best? Or one agent was under the impression, oh, well, you have to. Yeah, I think we should start there, right? Like, If you have two or more offers, you've got to call for highest and best. And I'm sitting there going, I don't think you do. Where where did that rule come in? (laughs) Right, because it's not. You don't have to. Well, not you, the seller. The seller doesn't have to. Well, I want to stop here, too, because I think there's a miscommunication or misunderstanding about that part of the rules. They could, the seller can do whatever they want pretty much. Right. So I could call you if it's my, if it's the my listing, I call you and I'm like, Hey Jim, they liked your offer. There was a handful of other offers, but if you can go up to, you know, 352, you have it. And I don't have, the seller can say, you don't need to tell anybody else. Yeah, exactly. And as long as they are, let me, predicate as long as they are not discriminating against any of the protected classes right it's all about terms and conditions so it's closing date uh i was going to put an offer in on a property uh this this past week and the seller is insisting on a mid-august date well this is waterfront property and my buyer client says no i want to enjoy the lake for the summer i mean for context you're in minnesota so summer is what from June 15th to June 16th? Uh, Ice out will be sometime this month. Yeah, right. Okay. (laughs) I don't believe you. But the point is it's terms and conditions. And so the seller is really in the driver's seat. And that's where a lot of agents uh, don't always understand that. The seller is in the driver's seat. And if they want to see all four offers, all five offers, if they want to just keep it to two offers and they say, bring everything by eight o'clock on Saturday night so I can review them Sunday morning with you. That's their call. What is the most common? Well, highest and best. So one, you said that one of the most common things is that the sellers are not required to call for highest and best. No. What is another misconception that, that you're having to redirect? (laughs) Years ago, I had uh, an agent call me up and say, my client made a full price offer on that property and he has to accept it. No. I started laughing. He says, what's so funny? I said, you. Yeah. (laughs) Right. They don't have to accept a full price offer. They don't. Well, or if they want to take the one that's less. I had a situation years ago where there were two offers. They were identical. One had a $1,000 earnest money deposit. The other had a $10,000 earnest money deposit. And the difference was in the purchaser, and I'm not going to go into details because the seller remembered who walked through and he said, I want that family to have my house because I raised my family there and I want 
them to raise their family there. That feels that was borderline, you know, discriminatory. It is. It's, it's discriminatory is. against because I'm assuming the other person didn't bring kids, and we don't know if he didn't bring them because he didn't have them, or didn't he know. just didn't bring them. Didn't know. Didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, that feels discriminatory. That was, that was really kind of, you know. Mm. But you and know what? He, I've won an offer. Cautioned. Yeah, and he was cautioned on that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I agree. Maybe, but there yeah, wasn't an offer that I won. Like it was a personal, um, it was a rental property I was buying. So it was between me and another investor, but the other, and the person had like a ring doorbell. So they saw when I came and they saw when the other person came and the other person was a little bit higher than me, but the person wasn't with an agent. So the agent gave out the code and the seller, right. I was like, oh, that's a violation. But the seller was like, I don't think that's very professional and I don't like it. And I'd rather have the other, because they knew I had told them it was for me. Like I'm coming by myself. Like they knew all that. So when I showed up, they like, they knew what to expect. Right. And, um, she was like, she wants you to have it. I was like, great. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that little house. (laughs) <laughs> well, right now we're also seeing uh, if there is a, a, a projected shortfall in the appraised value from sales price. Yeah. Will the buyer make up that shortfall? Yeah. And that could make or break. Yeah. You know, who who wins the offer? And but that that's more of a financial to- discrimination, which you are allowed to do that. It's all finance. Financial is not like a protected class. No, but that's all financing. And the person that guaranteed the shortfall won. So let me ask you this. So let's, let's say, is the seller allowed? And I, I think my answer is yes. So we're talking about highest and best. Are they allowed to say, I just want these two offers, not the others. I just want these two to give their highest and best. They could do that. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah. Yeah. But lots of times what I'm seeing is the last time they presented <laughs> the short, the, the lowest amount, was, the number of uh, uh, offerings was uh, six on this one particular property. Yeah. And we went through, the other one was like 15 mm-hmm. and we just went through terms and conditions, financing, somebody that was offering 3% down and no guarantee Versus somebody that was offering all cash and closing in a week, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it was kind yeah. of a no brainer and they decided I'm not even going to bother countering. You know, right. I, yeah. They I, don't I, have I, to. Right. I think they, they can also give the direction to, there's something about like, you can tell everybody what the other person's offer is too. I think that's a misconception. If the seller directs you to that's do what that. I mean yeah I said they can direct you to do that yes I just wanted to re-emphasize <laughs> instructed by the seller in in writing yeah I'm gonna be the rule follower <laughs> you're fine you'll be fine don't worry there's no realtor jail let's take a quick uh, break I want to tell you about a couple of our partners but when we come back I want to hear more about like in multiple offers, what are some best practices and things like that. And anything else you have to share for us. Um, 
Go away. Perfect. So <laughs> two of our partners I want to tell you about. One is um, Cyberbacker. So what they do for Monica and I is um, they provide a virtual assistant. Now we know a lot of people are like really hesitant about having a virtual assistant or any kind of assistant because they're afraid like nobody can do the work like they can. It's a lie. They can. So um, for us, they do a lot of our social media posting, um, things like that, some special projects, Excel stuff, things like that. So you can go to cyberbacker.com, input Fight Club, uh, and they will give you a special prize. And then the other one is my coach, Coach John Kitchens. So I love John because like any coach, I mean, they reveal your blind spots quickly. So if you're not where you want to be, yep. You're not where you want to be, and you know that you need somebody to put, hold the mirror up to your face. Monica and I truly believe in John, and we are putting our money where our mouth is, giving you a free 60 days trial with him as your coach. You go to trial.coachcode.com and input Fight Club, and you'll get that free 60 day trial. All right, Jim, okay. what talk to us? <laughs> well, I was talking with an agent last night. And uh, because I've got a client that's interested in a particular property Mm -hmm. and some agents, pardon the expression, get diarrhea of the mouth. And right. That's why I call them before they do a showing on my listing because I want to negotiate. This is the listing agent. So I found out a lot more than I probably should have, but he just kept on talking. And of course I'm representing my buyer client. So guess what? I get to share that with her. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but what he did reveal, and I didn't see it in the multiple list, is that uh, if he sold the house, he told the seller, if I sell the house, I will discount my fee to you. Okay. I looked on the sheet and I did not see a variable rate and I called him on it. Oh, That's I a violation. I said, where does it say that you've got a variable rate? Oh, well, I said, no, there is no, oh, well. I right. said, I'm on the professional standards committee. Fix it. You have been served. <laughs> That's what I tell <laughs> uh, so sometimes asking the question, uh, is there a variable rate? Are there other offers? Uh, are any uh, of them yours or your brokerage? Are you, uh, are you personally writing an offer? And I did ask that of another agent a couple of weeks ago. And he said, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm still charging the same fee. So there's no variable rate. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it's dual agency. And I said, OK, just uh, I got to know. Well, one of the other questions we've been asking too is like, what is the get it done price for them? Or would your seller authorize you to disclose to me what my buyers, like what they can do to get this house? Like you can do all that. Oh yeah. You can always ask anything. It's whether you get an answer or not. I mean, if you don't ask, you definitely won't get it. If you ask, you might get it. Ask, ask. And if you've got a good relationship with another agent, uh, sometimes just because of the personal relationship, they'll share a little bit more with you. Yeah. That's, that's their call or whatever they're authorized to share. Yeah. Uh, I think too, what are your best practices around if you are the listing agent communicating with the, um, buyer's agents that are not in the running or didn't get it? Um, I use showing time. I don't know if you have that. Mm -hmm. We do. Okay. I use showing time for mass communications to all of the agents who have either scheduled or shown the property. Now it's up to them to check their email. I can't hold their hands, but I'm going to use that tool to, uh, to blast it out. Okay. Understand what the timeframes are. 
you know, when they're due, when they're not due, who's who's in the running or, you know, when a decision is going to be made. So I use that tool. I over-communicate. Yeah. So you don't have to, the seller can decide like at any time when offers are due and when they're reviewing them, right? Or does it need to be decided up front? No, that's a discussion you have with your client. And, you know, after 70 showings in two days, you may want to suggest to your seller client that we close the door and yeah. call for all offers to be submitted. Notice I didn't say highest and best. Right. All offers to be submitted by 10 o'clock Sunday morning so we can review them at noon. I think, though, I used to work a lot in the foreclosure world. And in the foreclosure world, I always, it was always the best practice to, to submit your highest and best because they would always come back and say, Oh, we're, you know, there's other offers or whatever, even though if there weren't, I don't know, I think they lied sometimes, but they're like, what is your highest and best? So I think it's, it's all for me. I think it's a best practice to always just submit your highest and best. That way your sell, your buyer doesn't have to go on this emotional roller coaster every time. You know what I mean? It's like if, and I tell them, look, what do you want to put on here? That if you lost it by a dollar, you wouldn't cry. All right. There's there's a story of of a college football team that uh, had a, a, a great track record of losing. Okay. And a new coach came in. What kind of story is this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and what they were doing is in the past they were playing not to lose, but they were losing. Yeah. And a new coach came in. He said, "Let's play to win." Yes. So when I'm working with the buyer client, we're putting together an offer. I said, "We're going to play to win. We're going to yes. make an offer that's going to win." Exactly. That's right. That's the same thing. Like your bet, put your best foot forward. This is what you're willing to do. And if they don't take it, then it, you know, let's win. Yeah. (laughs) So that's it. Yeah. Or, you know, having the conversation of like, Hey, let's put it, let's make it good enough where they are like, Oh, where they stop and they think, Oh, we could be done. And then, you know what I mean? Like, and that's only after you've had that conversation as the buyer's agent with the listing agent, because you need to better understand what that seller is looking for. Yeah. Where they're coming from, what's important to them, you know, and again, it's all terms and conditions. It's financing, it's contingencies, whether you have a house to sell or not, whether you want a home inspection or not, you can have a home inspection and make it contingent or not. Yeah. So many variables and right. Just best to sit down and talk, ask questions and talk. And then, yeah, well, a lot of listing agents are afraid to talk to because they're unsure about what they're allowed to say. And they think they're not allowed to say stuff. And you're like, no, you're allowed to tell me that. Yeah. And sometimes less is more. (laughs) Well, I mean, if it's the other side, I want more. I want more is more. Sometimes. Again, diarrhea of the mouth, sometimes stop talking. <laughs> That's why God made a mute button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Well, Jim, if people have a referral for you in Minnesota, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Jim Camarata at kw.com, which is Keller Williams, or give me a call or text at 612-562-7461. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Hey, thanks, Jen. Good to see you. You too.